Las Vegas, famous, fabulous playground of the West. A wide open town that never goes to sleep. Vegas! Vegas, baby, Vegas! You're either in or you're out. Right now. My best mates are going to Las Vegas this weekend. I'm told it's incredible. Las Vegas, here we go! <laughs> Pack your bags and get ready. You're going to Vegas with people who know Vegas. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Welcome to Vegas. Regular visitors to Vegas have their favorite local entertainer. The one act that they always try to see on a visit. We have one of those personalities with us today. In a moment, you will meet Frankie Shinta, who has been a fan favorite for over 40 years. Your Vegas insider, Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com, is here as well, giving us the pros and cons of Triple Zero Roulette, which is found these days all over town. Finally, our good friend Gady Medrano is back with us discussing luxury living in Las Vegas. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage the showman, Mr. Frankie Shinta. Hey, everybody, let's have some fun. You only live once, and when you're dead, you're done. One of the very best acts in all of Las Vegas as Frankie Shinta is with us today. And unfortunately, we haven't been able to see this for a while because of this pandemic <laughs> and so forth. But Frankie, first of all, that must drive you crazy. And secondly, I understand you've been doing some virtual shows. What have you been up to? You know, it's I, I never thought in my lifetime, I'm sure a lot of entertainers are like me, that we couldn't perform. You know, that it's just like, no, you can't perform. It's been really unbelievable. And about about a year ago, well, always in January or February, I take it off. You know, you know, Vegas kind of calms down after the holidays. Everybody spent their money on uh, Christmas and New Year's and Hanukkah. And I, I usually go back to work in March. Well, March didn't happen. Then we thought, ah, this will be gone by a couple months and... Sounds dangerous, but it should be gone. It didn't go away. As we all know now, it's been a year. So about 10 months ago, my kids were telling me, you know, Dad, there's a lot of people doing these live performances on Facebook. You should do it. And I literally said, who the hell's going to want to watch me? (laughs) Honest to God, I said, who's going to want to watch? Dad, look, you got fans all over the country. Just do it. We did it, and I'll tell you, almost immediately, we started to get 5,000, 10,000, 18,000 views a week. And it it was kind of fulfilling. And then after doing it for, I'd say, eight of the months or nine of the months, my kids go, Dad, you know, you should put up a Venmo or PayPal, do something like that. And I said, no way. I said, no way. I do this because I've always performed my entire life since I was a little boy. I never did it for the money. I did it because I live to take that stage. I do. I can't wait, man. I mean, if you ever saw me before the show, you'd say, now there's a guy. Look at him. It's like they want to hold me back. Hang on. You got three more minutes, two minutes. 
But I live to perform and I live to touch people's hearts. I live to touch their funny bone and take them away from the world for a little while. So I started doing that in front of my piano with just a little amplifier and a microphone. And it started to grow and grow and grow. And then I had a friend, a dear friend who says, you know, I got a soundboard and some speakers and, you know, and then another guy goes, you know, you should be able to go directly into the iPhone so you have direct sound instead of pointing speakers at an iPhone. And we went that route and we, we bought that. And then my kids asked, told me, you should ask people, or let's put up a little thing right on the top of the page that says, if you want to, you could throw in a donation. And you know what? It's turned out to be somewhat of a blessing for me because there are no showrooms open really anywhere in the country that are open to a normal audience. You know, I, I'm not going to play to an audience that's 25 feet away from me. It, it's just not me. If you've ever seen the show, our show is comedy. It's, 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 we touch the audience. You know what I mean? So anyway, this live thing not only has carried me through, helped a little bit with our, our bills and stuff, but it has carried me through emotionally because now my son is in there. He's producing the show. My, my daughter is in there. She's hysterical. Her and her husband are, are in the top 200 podcasts of, of married couples across the nation. They're hysterical. They have a, a live podcast that they do, and it's very funny, and it's, it's called Making It With The Mackins, and it's, you know, it's, it's, not rated, it's not rated PG, but it's very funny. It's about two parents with four kids and making it during this pandemic. And, you know, she had two kids and she had twins. And my daughter's a typical Italian, Sicilian little girl who's like, you know, this is crazy, stuck in the house with four kids and I need a drink. And it's just funny. So she is on the show with me as well. And she has turned out to be like an intricate part of the live show. You know, I'm thinking about I've seen you in the family up there many times, and one of the things is, yeah, it's very interactive, and as I thought about it, yeah, you'd have a hard time in one of these uh, showrooms where there's a person sitting here and then sitting over way over on the side. It just wouldn't work to what you like to do. No, it just wouldn't feel right. I would do it, but how am I going to pay a nine-piece band? You know, I, the casino's got to make money, too. It's right now I'm doing the right thing and my eyes are set. I have a, a team of investors and I am looking to open my own place probably within the year. My own, well, we have a couple of different options that I'm working on, but I want to open a place where I could be and I could entertain if I so choose to. Yeah, and you're talking uh, in Vegas, right? I mean, you I can't yes, imagine sir. you being anywhere else. Yeah, I would do it here in Vegas. You know, your background is kind of interesting. I mean, you grew up in Buffalo. Are you excited about the Bills right now? Oh, man. You know, the thing that I love about it so much is Buffalo kind of is the story of America right now. You know, it's a city that's blue-collar. It's kind of been down and out. 
although it's a great city, I love my hometown, man, I really do. And it'll always be, you know, back home to me. And for Buffalo to, after all these years, I mean, I lived there in the glory days of the Jim Kelly days when the Bills went to four Super Bowls. The anguish that we all had when they lost. And now just to get there, to get to where we are right now, and this kid, Josh Allen, is so humble. In one of his interviews, he said, you know, when I play the game, no matter where I am or how big the game is, I, I look at the game kind of like I looked at the games when I was a kid. I, I like my backyard, playing with my friends and family. And I thought that was so humble and so beautiful that he said that. And this kid has turned out to be, you know, a diamond in the rough. Everybody said, ah, he's not accurate, he's not going to. But man, oh man, he was determined and he did it. And he's got us. He's got us in the playoffs and to the AFC championship game. More with longtime Vegas entertainer Frankie Shinta in just a moment. Remember, please visit Vegas Never Sleeps online for the very best in Vegas. It's always VegasNeverSleeps.com. And for great sports, go to SportsRACX.com. That's SportsRACX.com. Stay with us today as we present part two of our conversation with Boston Celtic superstar Bob Cousy. Cousy will discuss his relationship with fellow star Bill Russell and the evolution of pro basketball. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, coast to coast on the Talk Media Network. What if every dollar you invested into your training program turned into $30 of revenue? What if your learning program was so engaging that your employees looked forward to annual trainings? And what if you could monitor the success and effectiveness of your curriculum with quantifiable metrics? Go to training.epsilonxr.com. E-learning has made each of these scenarios possible, utilizing tools such as virtual and augmented reality, simulations, and online instructor-led training provides a safe environment for employees to learn at their own pace. Go to training.epsilonxr.com. Here at Epsilon XR, we have 50 years of experience in creating powerful and effective training programs. We combine proven training methods with cutting-edge technology to create immersive training experiences. Are you ready to take your training program to the next level? Go to training.epsilonxr.com. Training.epsilonxr.com. Hi, this is Dr. Annette of The Dr. Annette Show. We've been talking today about COVID-19 and steps you can take to possibly prevent or mitigate infection. Silver and zinc have been used for centuries as disinfectants and as antimicrobials. We're offering you this special discount to make it easier and more affordable to get these essential silver and zinc liquid mineral supplements. Visit our website at www.elementalresearchinc.com and use promo code VEGAS20 to get 20% off silver and zinc products. Once again, that's www.elementalresearchinc.com and use promo code VEGAS20 to get 20% off silver and zinc products. Professional line not included. We are all in this together and we can get through this. Learn more at elementalresearchinc.com and use the promo code VEGAS20. 
These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Now, let's return to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You are listening to Frankie Shinta, known in Vegas as The Showman. No, no, this guy, you know, Tom. Yes, I know that I love you. And I promise it's going to... Now, I've got to ask you, obviously, that you always go back to your hometown team, your childhood. You keep that the rest of your life. But do the Raiders have a special place? Because Vegas has become such an important part of your life, and and for that matter, the hockey Golden Knights. The Golden Knights, let me tell you something about them. Do you remember after October 1, nobody really knew what hockey was in Vegas. A lot of people didn't care at the time, you know, because hockey was kind of like the stepchild of sports. And when those kids went out, to the hospitals and they went out and helped raise money and they went around this whole city from their hearts that nobody imagine them walking in and going, hi, I'm, you know, uh, I'm flurry from the golden Knights," And they're going, Oh yeah, that's great. Now, if he walks into some place, people go crazy, but then nobody knew them, but they didn't care. They went from their hearts, not from the name on their jerseys. And they went around this town. I fell in love with those, those guys. I've been to many, many games. I love the Vegas Golden Knights. And I'll tell you what, they started playing again just recently, and they look like they haven't missed a day. No, they're looking pretty good right now. I have to agree with you. Uh, they it's really early, are. But they're looking good. Yeah, it's early. I mean, but, you know, God bless them. They are just playing. They always play with fire. You know what I mean? They're always playing like like it's the most important game of their series. And I love that about them. There's never, they're never they never lay back. The Golden Knights are great for that. So I am definitely a Golden Knights fan. The Raiders... Um, I, I, I like the Raiders. I'm, I've never been a fan, but now that they're here, you know, what am I going to say? No, I know what you're saying. We grow up with our teams and the NFL is particularly one of those, uh, leagues where you got teams you like and you got teams you hate and it's kind of hard, but you want to adopt them at least on, on a, an off year for the bills, maybe, or something of that nature. It might be more interesting for you. <laughs> I'll tell you. It's definitely been interesting. And what's great about the Buffalo Bills going where they are, it's uplifting for the city of Buffalo, New York. And that's what I love. It really is. Because what else do they got? They got chicken wings. Very cold (laughs) weather. I know that's for sure. Very cold weather. Beautiful people. I mean, really, it is a great place to be from. And it sounds like a, a... But it really is. People... I mean, I remember it would be 20 below zero. And if your car broke down, somebody would pull over, get out of their car, and help you. Sometimes more than one person. And that's what Buffalo is. It's a city of good neighbors. But I'll tell you what, nothing like waking up in the morning and seeing a blue sky and sunshine every day. 
family is a big part of your life. I mean, you look at your history, uh, your family's been close. You guys performed together. You had a couple of very tough times. Uh, you talk about 2017. I remember uh, when we lost uh, Joey, it was a uh, the city and it was entirely crushed. Family is important, and it seems like it stretches over with you, not only to the immediate family who loves performing and so forth, but Vegas and the visitors that come and want to see you, and there's regular visitors that come and see you every time they go out. They've kind of become your family too, haven't they? It's amazing. You know, I think I've been blessed with a – I don't know how to phrase it, but, you know, when you – when you reach out to people and you touch them emotionally, whether it's with a laugh or a tear or a cheer, whatever it is, people never forget that. And we have been blessed right from the beginning to touch people in that way. I think because nothing in our show is contrived. We're as real as you can get. More with Frankie Shinta in just a moment. Time now for your Vegas insider, Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com. A new game in town is Triple Zero Roulette, which is merely roulette with an extra number. Should you play it or avoid it? Well, let's ask Scott. Triple Zero and Roulette. I understand now that is going on around town. Uh, it just kind of messes up your odds a little bit. Uh, people upset about it or does anybody even care? Yes, uh, gamblers care. Uh, people who are casual gamblers do not care. So triple zero is an addition to the traditional roulette game, which uh, for the most part in Las Vegas, you'll see a zero and double zero. In some of the high limit rooms, you'll see a single zero game, which is much better for the player, by the way. Um, but those tend to be like 25 bucks uh, minimum. They're, the minimums are quite high. So the typical game is uh, double zero. So recently... Uh, this, uh, the Venetian had a triple zero game for some time, probably a year or two. And so now the bad news is that Planet Hollywood has rolled out a triple zero game and New York, New York has rolled one out as well. The, the appeal to the player is that the minimum on that table, even though the odds are much worse, the odd, uh, the, the minimum is lower. So uh, if all the tables are $15, the minimum on this one will be, will be 10. So uh, they're, they're, it's very tempting to play for the casual player because for them, there's just an extra spot on the table. But what it does is it, it raises the house edge from a little over 5% to over 7%. And for gamblers who gamble, that is a really horrible, it's a bad game that's now a much worse game. So uh, you can very easily distinguish them because the triple zero is right up at the top. Um, and at the Venetian, it's called Sands Roulette. So there's a little Sands logo uh, in the other places. It's just three zeros. I, I don't know. I, I was upset at first, but then I read somewhere, possibly on my blog, that uh, if you play at a table with a lower minimum, you'll actually lose less, even though the odds are worse than a table where you're betting more. So, you know, I, I my primary rule is have fun. Know the game, know enough so that you're not being taken advantage of, but have fun. Does it matter if it's an extra 2% house advantage? Maybe not. Is there another table next to it? Can you afford to do the minimum on that one? Play the smarter game. But ultimately, don't let it ruin your trip. 
Don't let it weigh on you and don't, you know, math is the opposite of fun to me. You know, doing math can ruin my trip. So I try to be oblivious to it, but it's hard. Keno is the perfect example. 25% house edge, by far the worst game. I play Keno because it's fun. If I'm having dinner in the cafe and I want to fill out a Keno card, that's, I do it for fun. So don't let math ruin your trip. Thanks, Scott. Remember to visit VitalVegas.com every day. Nobody knows Vegas better than Scott, and you'll love the daily look at the happenings around town. And if you love classic sports, you'll love Sports Rock and Tours, which now follows this show on most of these stations. You can also go to SportsRACX.com. That's SportsRACX.com. And remember to check it out today for part two of our visit with Basketball Hall of Famer Bob Cousy. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi nationwide on the Talk Media Network. Hey, I'm Paul Shortino, and you're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Rock on. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You are listening to Vegas Never Sleeps. We're talking with singer and impressionist Frankie Shinta. How lucky can one guy be? I kissed her and she kissed me. Like a fellow once said, ain't that a kick in the head? Oh. Completely black. I hugged her and oh, she hugged back. Like a sad, I said, Hope ain't that a hole in gold. Oh, tell me quick, ain't that a kick in the head? And I say things sometimes that almost get me in trouble, but after being in the business so long, I'm pretty good at it. But I speak my mind, I don't talk politics on stage. I don't think any entertainer should on stage or, or on in, in multimedia. Mm-hmm. I really think entertainers should just stay away from that. My job is to take people away from that. And that's what we've done. And we've done it our entire lives. I continue to do it. And yes, Vegas and the people here have become like extended family. They're very loyal no matter where I perform. They show up and they just love, my God, this show is better than anyone I've ever seen. And that really makes you feel so good. Some of the things you're going to see is like, for example, impressions. You love doing that. And uh, some of them you do are amazing. You know, Tom Jones, Dean Martin. And uh, is it particularly uh, fun for you because you're able to sing at the same time while you're doing these great impressions of these powerful celebrities? Well, you know, to bring back their memory to an audience, like if I could bring back, see, I don't consider myself an impression. I'm more of a caricaturist. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When I do these, I'm, when you're in an audience and you see me do a Tom Jones or a Dean Martin or a Ray Charles, you're going to feel that person. You're going to feel, you're going to feel them. It's more of a feeling than what it looks like or sounds like it, not that it doesn't, but it's a feeling. 
And I always idolize these people. And when you could bring that many different voices to an audience, plus do the silly things that I do on stage, you know, it, it's quite a blessing and it is fun. It is right. I mean, yeah. even though like when I was doing George Burns in the show, some kids had no idea who the heck George Burns was, but they laughed and they loved him and they would go, Oh, that old man thing you did was great. The show is no longer called the Shintas. It's called the showman. And it features me because I'm the only Shinta left in the show. Now my musical director, and we're working on concerts right now with uh, 32 piece orchestras and up to a full symphony orchestra. And of course my big band that I always use. So as soon as we're ready to go, I mean, we're leaning forward in the foxhole. Soon as we get the okay anywhere in the United States, we're going to either start touring or start performing back here. And I'm just waiting for that day, man. Well, so and I don't we. know when it's going to be. Yeah, I know. No, I, I mean, know it. I, I know it. And it's people, they plan some trips around this and so forth. And we, we all can't wait to get out and do it again. And especially you, because if you know a little bit about your history, like we said, you not only do impressions, you play every musical instrument, it seems. You play the self-taught, I understand, piano, guitar, banjo. I guess it's just something you were born to entertain, right, from the earliest days. My grandfather had 27 grandchildren, and out of them, he left my brother Joey and me his, his guitars and a mandolin. And I learned to play by ear. I had some rudimentary guitar lessons just so I knew, you know, where the chords went and stuff. But everything I've done was by ear, and I've been blessed with that, man. I, I just love – and my grandpa used to tell my mother in broken English, he used to say uh, – I was three or four or five, and my grandpa Shinta used to say, Maddie, he used to tell my mother, Mary, he goes, Maddie, this boy is going to be a musician, I promise you. Remember I said it. And because I used to sit on his lap, and I didn't know how to play chords, but I would strum the, I would strum the chords while he played them down on the neck of the guitar. And he knew I had it then. And by the age of six, when he passed away, I was already on local TV at the age of seven with the guitar. And then national TV by the age of 10, and I never looked back. That's all I've ever done my entire life was entertain. Yeah, you, you just are addicted to the sound of applause, right? I mean, that's part of it. You know, you got to, because you got to look It is, man. It is. It's, it's a medicine. It's a drug it's all of that. It's it's when you hear that applause and the laughs, it's just even before the curtain goes up and you hear the rumble in the audience, knowing that they're there to see you. It's just there's no feeling like that on on the on this planet. You know, you mentioned before about a national audience, and it's funny you say that because I wanted to bring up something. I remember you telling me that you were on the Merv Griffin show as like was ten or eleven. What is that like when you're a kid like that? I mean, you've watched Merv probably with you've seen that on on the TV with your family and so forth, and all of a sudden you're <laughs> there. How do you get past even the nerves of that at that age? You know what? I was never nervous in my life. I was always anxious. I couldn't wait. I, I couldn't wait to get out there and do it. 
it was incredible. And what was great was, you know, this was New York City at the time. And New York at that time, you know, when you were a little kid coming from upstate New York with a banjo, the big band that he had, he had a big, pretty big, uh, I think uh, 13 or 14 piece band. And they, Merv and the guys go, well, just the rhythm section is going to back you up because they, you don't have any charts. I didn't have charts. I didn't know what the hell charts were, you know? <laughs> right. So little by little, once I started playing the banjo and singing at the rehearsal, the orchestra, one instrument by the next, by the next, started playing. They, found, they started finding their place. And, you know, like, California, here I come. And by the middle of the medley that I did, the whole orchestra was playing. As a little boy, only playing, you know, back home in Buffalo with a three-piece band or an accordion player, you know, an Italian guy who didn't know what the hell he was doing other than Italian music, you, it was like, oh, my God. I'm going to be a star. <laughs> well, that was short-lived because once I got back to Buffalo, it was nice. I was in the paper. I was in the news. and But then you grow up, and there's, then you're a teenager. You're not that cute little boy anymore. And then I started had to rely on music, like making real music. And that's when I picked up the guitar and the piano, and I had bands and stuff. And my brother Joe and I got together by accident when I, I was 19 years old for Paul McGuire, who was uh, a color commentator. Yeah, for the football ESPN. guy. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. He was a Buffalo Bill. He had a little, he was a kicker for the Bills, and retired, and he had a place called McGuire's Arches, you know, like the kicking arches. And uh, he goes, I need a piano player, piano bar player. Now, my brother had his van packed to move to Florida because – the band he just left stayed in Hawaii. And I was in that band for only about three months. But they wanted to live in Hawaii. I'm a Sicilian from upstate New York. My whole family's back there. I'm not going to live in Hawaii, no matter how nice it is. We'll be back in a moment with more from one of the great entertainers in Vegas, Frankie Shinta. Make sure to listen to Sports Rock and Tours, which follows Vegas Never Sleeps in most markets. If your station doesn't carry it, there's a couple of things you can do. First, call them and ask them to carry Sports Rock and Tours. Secondly, go to sportsracx.com. That's sportsracx.com, where you can hear this week's show as well as shows from the past. And we've got some great guests coming up, including Tom Flores, Sherry Kramer, and Ed Cranepool. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, coast to coast on the Talk Media Network. Okay, Sean, we need to talk about our training budget. We're spending almost $1,500 per employee each year. What's the plan? Well, ma'am, 42% of companies are saying that e-learning has led to an increase in revenue. What does that do about the travel expense? E-learning allows employees to learn wherever they are. Then we need to consider the time away from production. I heard that e-learning takes up to 60% less employee time than traditional classroom training. 
perfect. Let's find a curriculum company, a development company, a learning management software company. Actually, Epsilon XR specializes in end-to-end learning solutions with tools such as instructor-led training, online classrooms, simulations, virtual and augmented reality, and curriculum development. Get Epsilon XR on the phone. Epsilon XR creates immersive learning environments that engage with your learner, resulting in improved information retention, which leads to better performance and ultimately an increase in revenue. Learn more at elearning.epsilonxr.com. Welcome back to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Welcome back to Vegas Never Sleeps. You're listening to Frankie Shinta, who sings, plays a number of different instruments, does impressions, and is performing online weekly. He'll give you the details on how you can see him in just a few moments. you talk about mcguire's i know that one of your plans and one of your projects is to build a gaming bar with all that great sicilian food and when i saw that i thought all right so what are you going to have there because i know that food i my best friends were sicilian i'm italian as well uh, there's nothing like the smell of going into a place where they know how to cook <laughs> that stuff you know <laughs> i want to build a gaming place up here in summerlin I want to do it like right off the 215. So even my friends that visit from all over the country, from Michigan, Ohio, Chicago, New York, Florida, when they come to Vegas, it's only a 10-minute Uber ride for them, really, literally, from the Strip. I want to, I want to have great, I've gathered recipes from all over the country and recipes that are, some of them are very famous, and the people that invented those recipes are literally giving them to me and some of them are coming here to show me exactly how they're done. So I'm certain to have exactly the way it's done it back home in Buffalo and uh, places like Michigan. So I'm really going to have, uh, I'm excited about it. But right now is not the time yeah. to open anything. <laughs> that is the <laughs> so truth. I'm, I'm waiting. Um, I keep looking at property, and uh, and uh, I, I I'm, I'm I'm always looking for good realtors that'll find me a nice piece of property. I want to own the property so I could build onto it in a few years, and then build my own dinner nightclub. Well, that's something we're going to look forward to. I want to be on the first night's reservations because I can almost smell it, Frankie. <laughs> You're invited. Ah, that sounds great. Let's tell people they're invited to follow you and, again, find out about some of these virtual things and so forth. So your website and your name's pronounced Shinta, but that isn't how it's spelled. So tell them what's the right website to get all those uh, those updates. Well, it's it's the name is Shinta, but it's S-C. I-N-T-A. It looks like Cinta, but it's Shinta. And I'm on Facebook every Saturday night at 6 p.m. Live show, man. We have a ball. You'll laugh. You'll feel. It's just me sitting at the piano, and I take requests. It's amazing. I mean, and always there's three to 500 people watching at that time. I mean, it's amazing. And by the next day... There's over 3,000 views, 
And by the end of the week, it's up to five or ten. Wow. It's just been a it's just been a beautiful thing, and you know I did it because people are are home. People even if they can go out, they're a little afraid to go out because it is scary. Yeah, it's a scary thing. But I think I hopefully with the vaccine and with what's happening that this thing is going to go away. We can all get back to our normal lives and hug again, and you know, like we've done in the past. Hello, how are you? Absolutely. It's unbelievable now. People giving knuckles and elbows and yeah, absolutely. but I understand. I understand. Uh, my website is frankieshinta.com. My Instagram is at frankieshinta, uh, and of course, my Facebook is frankieshinta. So just look me up, and I have a YouTube channel, Frankie Shinta, that we just started. I upload every live show to YouTube because some people don't have Facebook, or some people just don't want it. Right. So YouTube is easy. You don't have to sign up or nothing. You just go there and watch the live show yourself. But it's a lot of fun. And until I can get back on stage uh, in a full-time basis, whether it's here in Vegas, which I would love to do, have a residency somewhere. And I think it may be easier for little guys like me because I believe it's going to be hard right away for Las Vegas to bring in a J-Lo or a big, big name and have 25% of a room and pay that big dollar. You know, I'm a little dollar guy. But it's a great act, and I tell you, at home, you can get a little piece of Vegas. We always talk about that, and you can take a little home, put some pasta in, get that boiling, and get your sauce ah. ready. Watch watch Frankie. Uh, it's a great show. Frankie, thanks so much. We can't wait to talk to you again when we can talk about you performing all around town and all around the country. You'll be the first I let know, and it was a privilege talking to you. And God bless, and... Uh I hope it's soon, man. We all get back to what we love to do. Katie Madrano is back today. Katie is our show's unofficial realtor, who you may remember from the DIY show, Flipping Vegas. Today, Katie and I discuss the affordability of living luxuriously in Las Vegas. Vegas is a place where you can really get luxurious and comparatively to some of the big cities across the country, rather, you know, uh, more reasonably from a dollar standpoint. Well, and again, luxury is a relative term, <laughs> you know? It really is. When you look, California, for instance, a million dollars, what you get there, it, compared to what you get, oh my goodness, what a difference. So stuff like that. So again, it's all relative, but you really do need to know that the quality of life here is just tremendous as it relates to what you get for your dollar. So on my website there, I have multiple listings, just really high end and just across the board. And again, luxury with high rises. I've been working on a lot of high rises lately and uh, it's, you know, different things. And these are luxury properties. These are and around the strip downtown has some great ones and it, it's it's what what you get for your money out here is really why we have so many out-of-towners so much population increase so it's really exciting well let's talk about those high-rises because i think there's a lot of people that see that and they think wow i'd like to be there right in the midst of all these great hotels and so forth and you can actually do that huh i mean it's they were quite luxurious i understand oh yeah and that those are really interesting to me i've been working uh, with those properties since I first got here. And 
it, they range and there's something for everybody. They're, they're luxurious in the sense of the amenities. Like there's some that have limo services, car services that take you and drop you off from the airport. You have theater rooms, game rooms, you have a great, you know, gym facility, you have restaurants with on the property. You have a lot of my clients, one in particular, just doesn't use his car. <laughs> There's just no need for it. So stuff like that, just to make life very simple. And it's just a different approach. So, but but again, these are luxury properties, but very affordably priced. I mean, even in the more high-end buildings, you can get something in very, 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 very reasonably priced. I mean, you can go from the 200s and up, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm serious. It's very affordable, but obviously can go up to like the upper millions, but you're still in the property uh, benefiting from all the amenities and from the location and from the appreciation of being, you know, on the strip and, and the location. Uh, several properties near the Raider, Raider Stadium that are within walking distance are going to appreciate greatly. And there's certain things like that that you look out for that is still very much affordable to the average home buyer. Thanks, Gady. You can find out more about Gady at her website, GadyRealEstate.com. That's Gady, G-A-D-Y, realestate.com. Have you been Portnoyed yet? Well, you should be. What does that actually mean, Neil Portnoy? You send me a photograph, and I do a realistic cartoon caricature. Realistic looks just like you, and then I cartoon the body. And you then become part of the Portnoyed Wall of Honor here at Portnoy Gallery. How do we get information we want to get Portnoyed? Uh, you can call the gallery at 702-685-2929 or on social media, Facebook, Portnoy Gallery, artist Neil Portnoy, Neil Portnoy, idroppeople.com, and probably about six other places that at my age memory is the second thing that goes. Coming up next is Sports Rock and Tours. If your local station doesn't carry it, go to sportsracx.com. There you can hear this week's show, as well as extended interviews with our previous guests. And please follow both shows on our social media platforms, including Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks for listening today. This is Stephen Manchi, reminding you, Vegas never sleeps. Vegas, here we go! Have your collectibles taken over your house? Well, maybe it's time for those treasures to find a new home. And I've got just the place to help you do that. The place to go is Baseball Cards and Bobbleheads, where they are always buying. Baseball Cards and Bobbleheads has over 35 years of experience buying collections of sports cards, memorabilia, bobbleheads, toys, action figures, comic books, Hot Wheels, Star Wars, movie posters, and more. If you've collected it, there's a good chance they'll buy it. No collections are too large or too small. Call Baseball Cards and Bobbleheads at 310-534-4180 or text them pictures of your collection. That number again is 310-534-4180. That's 310-534-4180. Baseball Cards and Bobbleheads. 310-534-4180.